Hey podcast friends, Eddie here. I want to invite you to Hawaii to join us for a Faith and Friends event. This will take place May 3rd to the 12th. We simply want to create a space where we can go beyond Zoom calls or FaceTime and actually do life together as friends in real life. And we'll get to pray together, sing together, worship together, and who knows, maybe even getting a little bit annoyed together. <laughs> actually, that last one is a guarantee because if you decide to join us for Faith and Friends, not only are you going to get to meet Jayla and I, but also my boys, Micah and Luca, and I know, I know, kids aren't for everyone, but let me tell you, these dudes are amazing. Anyway, for the past year, my family and I have had the privilege to open our home to so many people from all over the world and introduce them not only to the beauty of Hawaii, but to the beauty of good gospel. So during our time together, we'll spend time paddleboarding together, hiking, hanging out at the beach, and even playing board games. So as you can tell, the whole reason we're hosting this event is to be together, to experience life with the people you might see or hear about on the internet, but in real life. So come, build your faith, explore paradise, and gain a new perspective on all that Jesus has done for you. Register at lovereality.org events. That's lovereality.org events. Yeah, I guess I do have more faith than other people, <laughs> right? Like, I mean, that's the thing. And especially... Well, and why is it that the default is I have more instead of like, yeah, I do have less faith. Do you think that there are people... I mean, no, actually, yeah, no. there are. Obviously, there yeah, are there people. Are, yeah. There have been seasons in my life yeah. where I have felt that way. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Absolutely. In this season of my life, I don't think that that's the struggle. Pride is the struggle presently. Welcome back to The Move, where we are vibing with the book, 10 minutes at a time. We are also still cold, but that's all right. Uh, (laughs) The next 10 minutes, we're looking at Romans chapter 12, verses 3 through 8. Yes, and my question is, have you read it? Do you know what that's actually a callback to? What's that the callback to? Uh, Shaquille O'Neal when he used to go, Can you dig it? (laughs) I'm not that young. I remember that time. So, have you read it, uh, and can you dig and it? can you dig it? Let's go. Ten minutes on the clock, starting in three, two, one. So, what's the problem with this passage? The problem with this passage <laughs> is my emotional response to the passage. There's no problem with the passage. I mean, it's the word of God, right? Let's be real. Sorry, sorry. But there are times when I read a passage, and there are thoughts that come to my mind. There are emotions that well up in my heart that aren't always maybe sanctified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the sentiment. There's a phrase in this passage called the measure of faith that God has assigned. And I don't know what what hits you when you hear that, but immediately I think, oh, the measure of faith, the quantity of faith that each person has. Yeah, Yeah, I guess I do have more faith than other people, (laughs) right? Like, I mean, that's the thing. And especially- And why is it that the default is I have more instead of like, yeah, I do have less faith. Do you think that there are people? I mean, no, actually, yeah, no. There are. Obviously, there yeah, are there people. Are, yeah. There have been seasons in my life yeah. where I have felt that way. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, absolutely. In this season of my life, I don't think that that's the struggle. Pride is the struggle presently. Pride is the struggle presently. So unpack that a little bit. You know, um, from a human perspective, yeah. I like to think that uh, I, I'm doing on all things considered decently well in a Christian walk. Mm. And I like to, these are things that jump to my mind first. The things that I'll point to is, oh, 
I'm doing the move uh-huh. with the Jonathan Leonardo, uh-huh. and I'm doing that Christian vlogger, and uh-huh. I help out with my church, and I pay my tithe, and I do this, and I do that, and I do that, and I do this. Uh-huh. All that to say, therefore, I have more faith than the person uh-huh. who doesn't do that. Yeah, I see that. And, and faith is this thing that I own and that I bring to the table because I do the good works. Yeah. Now, yeah. again, this is just the initial response. And this no. is, we're talking about the problem with the text. And the problem is yeah. my initial response to no, it. No, bro, thanks for that. That's real honest. That's good. I appreciate that, man. Because um, that's a real ditch that you can fall into. I know you and I were talking off camera. And we were discussing this passage. And I told you that I know I have the gift of communicating. Right? Yeah. And let's be real. You do. Yeah. and But here's the here's the deal. I used to think that. It was about I having the gift of communicating. What do you mean by the emphasis being on I have the gift of communicating? That it was my gift, not yours. That same deal of like, uh, because it's my gift. I got gift, the gift, but you don't. The, yeah. I have more faith than you. So you need to sit and listen because I'm the one that gets to communicate. I remember there was a season in my life where I would sit in church um, at sermon at ah, churches, right? Come now. And I, this, would just, I feel where you're going. I would just nitpick sermons mm-hmm. and I would judge the preacher and presenter right oh man much to my shame i remember one time i was dating this girl we were at church and i leaned over to her and i was like man they should have had me preach oh i'm sure that won her heart over right right? the arrogance in that in that moment man which i repent of knowing now that yeah it's a measure of faith and it's a gift but it's a gift that he gave me and that he empowers and that only works itself out in so much as i steward it according to the person that gave it. Like, this is Paul, right? Mm -hmm. Paul begins this by saying, for the grace given to me, and grace, again, is this language of, it's it's a favor that he's received, but it's within the context of him being a steward on the estate of a great master. We began this way all the way back in Romans 1 and 2. Yeah, verse 5, through whom we have received grace and apostleship. I've always thought, like, when it came to the spiritual gifts, you know, there's, uh, you know, there's pastors, there's evangelists, there's whatever. But then if there were a, a ranking system, apostles are probably yeah, yeah, near yeah. the top, yeah, right? Because yeah, yeah. then you think about someone like Paul. Like, uh-huh. dang, that dude was tight. Uh-huh. But that wasn't even something that, like, he did. He received it. He what did, received what it. did Paul do to qualify himself as apostle? He, was, he got kicked off a donkey. Yeah, he was born. He was born again. Yeah. That's it. It wasn't anything that, so it's, the emphasis no longer is, I have a gift. Yeah. But what's so, the emphasis now? Is that I have a gift. I've been given a gift. The emphasis on gift and the emphasis on I've been given a gift. The emphasis on giver. So that you have Paul receiving this grace. And now he belongs to this estate where he is just simply a loyal servant who works in keeping with the measure that's been given to him. And that measure that's been given to him is a very full and completed measure because Jesus is the author and perfecter of our faith. But the measure that's been given to him is a faith that now he has the privilege of working out, Mm -hmm. right? And we can talk a whole lot about what faith is, but faith is simply the, well, it's not simply, but faith can be said to be the agreement between word and reality. What do I mean by that? That first and foremost, I live my life through the word. Right. Right. Not the reality I think I see so that if he tells me, hey, it's going to rain and I don't know what that means because I've never seen rain. No such thing. I still build a boat. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And when he tells me, hey, your old wife is going to have a baby, even though her womb is dried up and that's impossible. 
I believe the word and not the circumstances of, or reality. So that faith is the agreement between word and reality and then my corresponding commitment to that truth. So I live according to the measure of the word that's been spoken over my life. So Abraham lived according to the measure of him receiving the promise of progeny of a child, of being a blessing to others and of prosperity, right? And of land. He lived according to that so that he would take you imagine he takes out Isaac and he's like, Isaac, take a look at all this land. It's all ours. And Isaac's like, um, but we're living in these tents, though. And these other people live in this. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, don't mind that. Don't mind that. It's all ours. Why? Because he's living through the eye of faith, according to the measure of the word that's been spoken over him. Right. So that. Now I live my life in keeping with the word that's spoken over me, knowing that what I've received is a gift and I have the privilege of living according to and through it. Right. Right. So is this a bad question or no bad question? Is there a better question to ask? How do I get a greater measure of faith? Ooh, bro. I'm so glad you asked. Dap it up, stone it up, no, pound it up, you know, <laughs> pound cake, pound cake. <laughs> Yo, Luke 17, I have it actually open here. Oh, did you? I have it open there here. There you go. Luke 17. And we did not plan this, did no, we? We did no. not. Where the we apostles, don't plan very much at all. very much at all. Where the <laughs> apostle says to the Lord, increase our faith. Mm-hmm. And he says, if you had faith like a grain of mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. So if I can answer my own question, at least where I think you're going with this, it is perhaps the wrong question because the quantity of faith actually doesn't limit what God can do because yeah. it's not the quantity of faith, yeah. but the person in whom you place that faith yeah, yeah, yeah. that matters. Yeah. So much to the extent that you could have a mountain of yeah. faith placed in the wrong person yeah. and just a mustard seed of faith yeah. placed in the right yeah. person. Yeah. And that one is worth more than the other one. Yeah, because um, I, I love that, that idea of, of where the faith is placed because you can have a dead faith, mm-hmm. right? Because... Mm-hmm. There's a living faith and a dead faith. You know, James talks about this. Right. Even the demons. The demons believe. And it's that word of pistis. Mm-hmm. Right? Versus pistio. Yeah, well, it's a dead faith, living faith idea, right? right? So you can actually have this grand intensity and commitment to somebody's word, and yet their word is not the word that gives life. No. Right? So that the next the next passage in Luke 17, I think, highlights what you're saying here. Go for it. It's um, this parable of unworthy servants, where will any one of you who has a servant plowing or keeping sheep say to him when he has come in from the field, come at once and recline at table. Rather, won't he say, prepare me supper and dress properly, right? Does the does he thank the servant because he did what was commanded? Does the master thank the servant because the servant did what was commanded? He's like, no, master doesn't say he expects that from the servant, right? Mm-hmm. And then he says, so you in the same measure, after you've done all that you've done, you say, we're un- unworthy servants. We have only done what our duty is. So that that passage, I believe, is connected to the increase of faith, being that it's not about increase of faith. Just you do what the word says. Yeah, just live honorably. And that's your duty. It's your spiritual worship. Spiritual worship. And it's also your measure of faith. Yeah. Because maybe your word is, hey, man, I need you to do the move with Jonathan. Right? Maybe that's cool. Right? But maybe it's not. And that's okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that... And then, I wasn't referring to yeah, yeah. I do believe that the call for but us is to here's be doing the, deal. the move with Jonathan. But watch, he could say, do the move with Jonathan. Or maybe he says, I want you to host a podcast that has 45 million viewers daily. The move, maybe we get 1,000. 45 million, right? Which one is greater measure of faith? It's the wrong question. Exactly. 
Because the question you should be asking is, am I doing what God has called me to do? Am I doing it faithfully? Whether that is to be prophesying, uh, whether that's to be serving, yeah. teaching, yeah. exhorting, contributing, yeah. leading, yeah. or doing acts of mercy. Yeah, with all of it. At the end of the day, because it's not about you, nor is it even really about the gift. Yeah. It's about the gift giver. Yeah, and in doing the small thing or the big thing, you bring him glory. Yeah, man, and that's the joy of our lives. We're keeping in keeping with the grace we've received. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my Lord because even doing that brings me joy. That's the measure of faith. That's yeah. the measure of faith. Yeah, yeah. It's Good. the faith in whom you put it. In. Let's end it there. There you go. We'll see everybody tomorrow. Or, you know, it's good. We say we will see everybody tomorrow, but the truth is, y'all, y'all will see us. <laughs> You'll see us tomorrow. <laughs> but we'll see you later. <laughs> Peace.